0: Mm, are we ready for another podcast, considering, considering it's been precisely one week since this time last week? It's a, a cause to celebrate, right? So let me bring on our two guests for this week and a still image of Pip pretending to be a real Pip. Um, so let me switch over and we'll get some face words from our wonderful, wonderful guests. And here they are. Uh, So this week we're very very lucky super duper lucky some might say We not only have me which I mean is lucky enough in some circumstances, but we have two fantastic guests this week where Which way we gonna go first? Let's go for Jupiter Hadley if you would like to introduce yourself Let us know exactly uh, what you do, what you're all about, and um, yeah, let people know.
1: Sure. Hi, I'm Jupiter, and I play a lot of indie games, specifically Game Jam games on YouTube in compilation formats, and I play full indie games as well, like regular indie games as well. And I'm a games journalist, so I write for a couple of websites like Alphabeta Gamer and Game Jones Fireside.
0: That's me. Ooh, (laughs) <laughs> and immediately Penny's just like, oh, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to... Right, anyway, and no, no. <laughs> we have the wonderful, wonderful Penny Starlet at night. Introduce yourself for the wonderful people sitting at home.
2: Well, then. Well, apparently, according to Guy, I'm keeping them hostage in the other room. Um, well. My name's Penny. Um, broadcaster here on Twitch. Um, voice actress. Director writer usually do a little bit of lgbt character consultation uh for some video games here or here and there um i have terrible white balance and <laughs> I have to stream up on my tv um
0: yeah like this is like the full inception stream right so we're watching yeah. us watching us watching us watching us which is about seven layers too many but we'll we'll roll with it so uh for you guys that may have missed last week or just not know what we're about on the regular, uh, so we're just aiming to give you guys another direction with like some really frank and sort of open opinions about the week's gaming news, whilst also delving into some more topics that are a little more in depth to provide a bit more discussion around and to hopefully give you guys a bit more insight into different areas. And also, we're lucky enough to know quite a lot of fantastic content creators on Twitch and just in the, the gaming industry as a whole. So we're trying to bring as many of them to you guys so you become aware of their fantastic work. And without further ado... <coughs> also, if you don't know me, I'm, I'm the douche that like runs this channel or something. Very important. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, without further ado, let's move on to our first topic. Uh which is the fact that Beam uh the, the streaming service Beam have renamed themselves to Mixer after what seems like twenty minutes of being Beam. Which is um Ah uh, yes, Beam like Mixer. Yes. Yeah. An old one. <laughs> um so apparently the reasoning behind it is that they, they have some kind of like international... Like they don't have exclusivity, basically, mm. internationally uh, to use the name Beam. So they've decided to move to Mixer. Uh, but the feeling that I get is that they're possibly like ruining what little momentum that they were kind of building towards yeah. building a larger community. Yeah. Uh, like, does that does that kind of come across to you guys? Because they're still kind of quite behind as far as the game goes, right?
1: Hmm. it's kind of interesting because renaming something right after starting is such like a shaky beginning it's like having bad foundation to what you're Mm -hmm. doing really they should have researched and made sure that their name would be solid on a global scale before doing stuff Uh, I know they have like loads of stuff on their website about how much better they are than loads of other streaming services
3: Mm. but
1: I don't know starting on such a rocky foot (laughs) doesn't bode well
0: yeah, it's 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 hmm. definitely a concern. It's definitely a concern. Yeah, um,
2: I mean, it's like to me it, like it's it's interesting because it even goes back to um e- even like say when a Twitch broadcaster would want to rename their broadcast, like even that's shaky. Even if a hmm. YouTuber wants to rename their channel or start a new one, you're losing almost all that foundation. Yeah. Um and I actually just saw a domain say it there in chat. Oh, I know, maybe it wasn't domain. I can't read. It's fine. <laughs> uh, apparent like someone made the uh, the connection. Uh, let's say Mars. I just I, it's, I just woke up. It's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, that it could be related to their one of their biggest broadcasters on their website being mixed mm. and if they're tying their Maybe their they're newer brand to their biggest broadcaster, they're doing themselves a huge disservice. Because what if that broadcaster stops making content on that mm. website? It would be like Twitch na- renaming itself to Lyric and then Lyric moves to like YouTube or something.
0: Yeah. Um, I think the reason they went to that was because they just happened to have the 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 worldwide uh, rights to that name to be able to use it wherever they wanted to. Right. Mm. Um, and I I don't think that's necessarily linked to to their largest broadcaster or anything. I think they just happen to have True. that oh, because yeah. why not? You know, buy up some names and see what sticks, perhaps. I mean, I think that's quite a common sort of practice, just yeah. uh, presumptively oh, buying for up sure. names. Um, that
2: that was more like a
0: hypothetical.
2: Like it was just like something interesting
0: that I'm. So I'm like hmm. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, you know, like, coincidences are not always just coincidences, right? <laughs> oh, yeah,
2: but, um, I mean, it's, yeah, it's just, like, really, really strange, especially just, like, that, and the word Mixer doesn't really have any connotation to um, video games. So but then,
1: streaming does
0: or... Twitch really? There's I streaming. mean, I guess Twitch reactions or, or whatever. Twitch but like, reactions, Twitch shooters. Yeah, it's It's, it's kind of like tenuous, isn't it? Like it's not bang Damn. in there. Mm. Um, I don't know.
1: Mixer but... reminds me of like weird, uh, like the those awkward meetings you have at pubs with loads of people. It's just yeah. like such yeah. an awkward scenario, and that's what they've named their service after yeah mm-hmm.
0: and and yeah i think i've drunk at a mixer like as in a bar called the mixer
2: <laughs> yeah
0: thinking about no it.
2: like it, it literally um sounds like it's either like it, it just whichever way you cut it to me and i know a lot of people made the comparison is that it sounds like a dating website. Like, that's just what it <laughs> sounds like to me. And but I'm like,
0: one, Someone, uh, when it first came out, um, I think it was Old School Englander on Twitter, messaged me and he was mm. like, It sounds like an alternate version of Grinder. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. Kind of, da- like, maybe <laughs> a is- bisexual Grinder Because like, the mix. The ev- hmm. like, it's just like, uh, Yeah, like, I can really see it. I mean, they have micro- to drop the e, Microsoft perhaps.
2: is probably tapping into some, s- some territory that. Needs to be covered, but they're using the name for the wrong website. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's just like it's like why? It's like I, I I understand like they they own the rights to that name. It's like
0: mm.
2: it's not gonna stick.
0: <laughs> no, I, I don't I don't I don't see it, and it's a shame because they are doing some fantastic things. So the one one oh, of the things are. I really rate Beam for is as far as like technological stuff they're really giving twitch some competition they they're offering some yeah. great interactive elements and they're offering like the, the basically zero latency stuff which is really cool but they're not at the same time building the community and the the awareness of the platform and obviously something like this hurts awareness and word of mouth of a platform quite heavily
3: oh, to yeah. the point
0: where that you know they've they've kind of dropped back in in the rankings a little bit. and I think it's a shame because competition's very healthy. It it, it forces it the really best is. out of both yeah. sides of the equation. I am I am happy for Beam to be there because like, I have no plans to ever go to Beam slash Mixer. I, I I believe that my mm. home is here on Twitch. I don't want to ever move away from Twitch. I'm I'm very it much, puts much more appreciate more pressure
1: it. on Twitch to do better things. Yeah. which is always oh, nice. Oh, for sure, absolutely.
0: And you know they're going to take ideas from each other back and forth and whatever and that's fantastic um but i just wish that they didn't didn't hurt themselves so much that they become less of a factor in the equation where they've, they've they've dropped off in popularity a little and that's that's a real shame yeah to
2: yeah like i find that a real shame too because and i i think like one of the best things about that sort of dynamic that twitch and beam had with kind of like pushing each other with competition
3: mm-hmm. is that
2: it was more of a friendly business com- competition because I would mm-hmm. see them supporting each other so much yeah. and like I mean, they I think, I'm, they still will.
3: It's yes, just it's like
2: sure. it, it's just kind of like it's like what it, I, it's like at least like choose something that's closer to the current brand you have instead of having to mm-hmm. change everything and then all of your Broadcasters having to change their own business cards and this, this and that because and it... all
1: the
0: merch and uh, a yeah. yeah. big all knock on
1: effect. Days. Something as simple as changing a name. I oh, am.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that being said, if you currently own but be merch, but I'd imagine give it a year or two, and that's probably going to be limited worth a pretty edition. penny on eBay. So maybe oh yeah, maybe that, maybe that's the long the long game, right? You you kind of discontinue the name, you got a nice little stockpile of limited merch, and then you sell it on in the future and make a tidy profit. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Anyway, we should move on to our uh, next subject. Oh, actually, no. Right. So what, terrible segue no. is my thing, right? So the name Mixer yeah. surely is a Far Cry from Beam. Far Cry 5 has been revealed and has trailers out. See? Smooth. Flawless. You didn't even notice no, that was yeah. a segue. Oh, yeah. You just thought I was continuing a conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they've revealed Far Cry 5. Mm-hmm. And we spoke about last week, like Ubisoft's offering to uh, the E3 uh, uh, conferences and how we kind of thought they were kind of weak, uh, to be honest. It's just sequel, 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 sequel to a game that yeah. no one really wanted a yep. sequel to. Sequel, sequel, sequel. Um, and not particularly good sequels. So, I mean, I don't know about you, but. I'm not looking forward to climbing some more towers to look out over an area and go, "Oh, there's a thing over there that I can go and do a mission for," because I've seen it now from my tower. Um, I'm not <laughs> yep. looking forward to the same game again. Like, yes, they've gone to Montana, and it seems a middle to-
1: state for every like the boring middle state. Montana no, let, maybe of it, maybe.
2: All places. I I don't actually know that part. Um, yeah. Looks fine. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like I I know people from Montana, but I bet even they'd be like, why did they choose
1: Montana? <laughs> When's the last time you heard of something interesting happening in Montana?
0: Well, Far Cry Five is going to be interesting. Corn in Mo- no, it corn's
1: isn't. interesting. <laughs>
0: It's not.
2: I mean, if, if if you talk to a farmer that's come back from a corn convention, you
0: would be very <laughs> very interested. They um, had ears of corn this big.
2: Um. <laughs> Jim Bob brought his ten foot corn this
0: convention. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm I'm thinking, huge. I'm thinking, so I gonna be. About
1: corn conventions. Done.
0: Yeah. Oh my maybe god. Maybe that's it. It's maybe maybe. That's going to be the first DLC. You know there's going to be
2: a mission name pun that's
0: called Children of the Corn. You know it. Um, <laughs> if there isn't, I'm going to be so upset. I don't even... I know. I don't even want to play the rest of the game. If they release that DLC, I'm getting it for that. Like that oh, yeah, that I
2: know. Like...
0: But, I
2: don't corn know. Corn 3. That's like, the name of the convention. The tree...
0: <laughs> corn 3. Please. Um... <laughs> <laughs> the, the, what well, the a corn cob convention is C 3 isn't it? That's fine. Yeah. Um So uh, it looks like from the trailer, it looks vaguely interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Like you know, it looks like it's got some stuff going on, but still, we've not really seen in-game stuff. I think this is, I think this is quoted as being um, uh, like in in-engine, but not in-game, which basically means yeah if i draw it on a postcard it would have the same level of similarity like it, they're never that similar to actual in-game uh, gameplay and oh, i yeah. think it's too early to tell whether it'll be great or whether it'll be terrible but i just i can't build up any enthusiasm for it honestly
2: yeah i mean like i i know people who will more than likely be excited for it it's just like personally for me like if it's following the same formula, which it probably will, uh, we'll get another. What's the name of the other protagonists? Who I can never
0: remember, oh, remember God, the names of, even when name. I'm playing the video game. We'll call um, him Ming Lee because uh, yeah, it's, it's it's Ming Lee. Spam Mim Ming Lee, Lee in the chat. Uh, um, <laughs> can't remember his name. God damn. He, like he was but, actually uh, a good protagonist as well.
2: No, yeah, like he he's a great. really good protagonist. It's just like. <laughs> first name but it, it's just like um certainly even just with the key art alone here like it sparked a lot of controversy on
0: oh yeah of course Twitter,
2: it for sure
0: yeah because is um, isn't it like pr- proposing to like be attacking liberals or something like that is that what what the furore was about um i no,
2: i mean that
1: well, it
0: looks like it's it,
1: depicting a sort of religious...
2: Yes. Uh,
1: yeah, it, it so seems it's like, like Jesus', Jesus depi- Last Supper.
2: Yeah, like it seems to be depicting this sort of religious cult theme, mm. uh, which a lot of those sort of cults over here are called, um, well, they're related to conservatives, which are related to Republicans, and it's uh-huh. like kind of going down that whole political um, thing. Cons- it's close down by Trump. Yeah, down like <laughs> so basically something that you would see in the backwoods of my hometown in upstate New York. Um and a lot of people were like, oh, like the the villains are white people. <gasps> <sighs> <laughs> and they're losing their minds over Disgusting, it. Disgusting. How- um, Outraged. And I'm like, okay. They need to actually consider it, and this is probably one of the reasons I might pick up the game and play it. Um is because Ubisoft is taking um, a look at what's going on mm-hmm. in the states. Like this is something that happens with religious cults, mm. and they're going to show the people who are usually involved in that, yeah, which are
1: who are white, the people in the key
2: arts, uh, and they're they're not going to show different. Like they're not going to show people of color in these situations because it's usually not people of color in this mm. situation.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I, I can. Yeah, I mean it, it's kind of to be expected that there's going to be a, a, a level of re about it. But um, I wish I could re properly at the moment. My throat is so like ruined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Don't don't wait. It's like don't don't expect me to be ringing this
0: early in the morning <laughs> <laughs> so yeah poor penny joined this like that was 9 a.m for you at the moment well just gone impressive um but yeah like i guess you know we'll have to see what what comes of far cry 5. i yeah i don't know I mean, yeah, maybe we'll see a bit more yeah. of it out of e3, and hopefully, there will be something actually in game rather than in 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 engine, <laughs> um, because that's where you're actually going to see how the game's going to even remotely be. And I am. Um, oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe it will actually challenge. You know, maybe Ubisoft will completely surprise me this time. Maybe they will challenge some 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 really difficult themes and uh really kind of um like shine a light on on some of those areas and and that would be great but i oh, yeah. don't doubt it i i, I honestly doubt it never know. You never know, it, you never know. We'll,
2: well i mean you will definitely see coming 3 yes
0: at least most definitely um yeah we're actually going to see ubisoft on the Thursday of E3 so we'll be about the yes. last to know wait for that one so once you've already read it elsewhere make sure to keep an eye out for our content uh- <laughs> um, but moving on from things that start with an F for uh, four is free this weekend and I've got the best video known to man oh, For Fallout 4 which is uh, from from this YouTuber uh, uh, Taranicon I think his name is it's like a compilation of some of the more delightful mods that you can get for Fallout 4 Um, and they're they're beautiful they're absolutely fantastic this is like my favourite my favourite thing to do in Fallout 4 is get the dumbest mods um, oh yeah and add them in but yeah it's going to be free this weekend uh, as in now uh, on Steam yeah, as in and Xbox One. Like the last day. Yeah, mm. uh, but but yeah, you know, if you if you want to give it a play. But I, one of the things that I'm kind of like kind of spreading away from this a touch. Base games hmm. also, yeah, two thirds off as well. So, if you if you're ever going to pick it up, now's the time. Uh, it but, would literally be the time. Absolutely, but one of the things that I'm kind of a little curious about is. Um, for the invites for Bethesda's press conference at E3, they've mm-hmm. got like the, the the graphic for it is like um, it almost looks like a map for a theme park, right? Oh, and and they've got like two things under construction. So obviously, like new, uh, and they're supposed to be like new IPs on the scale of like a Skyrim or a Fallout, which is pretty cool. That uh, would and they're going nice. to be like Bethesda games, like that Please style Bethesda. of game. Um and um but like they've also got like Fallout 4 on there uh, as part of like the attractions on 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 the map so i'm wondering whether there's going to be more to come for, like cuz they said they are kind of done with the mo- uh, with the DLC for it but i'd love some some more content for Fallout 4 cuz i i absolutely adored it um i i still still am playing it even now I love that Penny's just transfixed by the mods. Just
2: watching TV. <laughs> I just love mods.
0: They're so good. They're so so good. Like um. Oh my so... god,
2: the cat! <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I like, people that are listening to the audio-only version of this, you're missing out. Like, do go look it up on YouTube just for just for the mods alone. Mm. Um. But I'd be very interested to see if they're adding anything more to to Fallout, or um, I think Doom was on there as well as as like one of the attractions. So if there's more, I think they they're done with Doom's DLC officially as well. So I'd be interested to see if there's more to add there. But pick up Fallout Four is my my message to take away uh, from it's from this. Free Nitrin. for now,
1: so you might as well. Well, yeah, yeah absolutely.
0: Well. It was a bit of a hefty download though. That's the only thing. So. It may be... Well, um,
2: except for, you know, every indie game on the planet. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but, I don't know. I really enjoy it. Oh, yeah, Fallout VR as as has put in there. Because uh, yes. Fallout VR has been a long time coming. They mentioned it last year at their press conference. And were like, "Oh, it's really good, it's going to come soon. So maybe they're just slapping VR and everything. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I see the point of putting Fallout 4 in VR. But at the same time, like, it's hard enough to get that game to run at a decent frame rate just Damn. normally. Whether that's going to actually work is is another question.
2: I mean you'll see and if like if you wanna play it in VR you'll get to experience what the United States will be in about four years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I so So, so there's something to look forward to. Um, Exactly. Before it happens,
1: be prepared. I'm a ray
2: of sunshine this morning.
0: (laughs) Well, this is the worst part. So, like, normally we have Pip here, who's all like, "Yeah, this is gonna be great. There's gonna be, I'm gonna like, it's gonna shit rainbows. It's gonna be, I'm gonna, gonna cry with happiness." And then I'm usually the miserable bastard in the corner, just like it's gonna be shit. I'm gonna hate it. I don't even know what it is, and I know I'm gonna hate it. But we don't have well, the we don't have the balance.
2: We we well, I mean, you see what uh what Wagner said in there in chat. They they were thinking six months. I was being positive.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, is, that is the positive upside.
2: And I think that was my Irish and Scottish showing
0: through with being a miserable bastard. <laughs> so so yeah, join us for positive vibes next week when Pippi's back. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but for now um uh that the positive experience that you'll get from Pip being here next week would be quite rewarding unfortunately, <laughs> the bot that does all of the really cool reward stuff Revlo announced uh, yesterday that they shall be no more in like, a couple of weeks, and that makes me yeah. really sad. <clears throat> Uh I, have you guys used Revlo? Or, or I guess many penny.
2: I've been okay, apparently someone cast toad on my throat. <laughs> 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 okay. Um but it's like I, I've been using it um ever since I think the month after it launched out of oh. um alpha and it um like i briefly met james i've met a lot of the the team at pax events at twitchcon and like they're they're a bunch of
0: really good
2: people (laughs) apparently my throat isn't awake
0: battle through it i believe in you
2: it'll be a better experience in battlefront one Uh, (laughs) um Cracks at that, um, but yeah, it's like Re- Revlo's are really, really good and lame. They're an amazing company, and mm-hmm. for them to provide a service that like incentivizes and kind of plays to Twitch chat's gambling addiction, yeah, <laughs> um, it like it, it's just really good because you like you can give them. Something for being there for watching mm-hmm. you, and some people will argue that, oh, like if you do that, it's like not like natural, or organic growth. Like you're mm. giving people, like you're making people be there by saying, like, oh, if you are here and you spend like five hundred thousand derp points or whatever, mm-hmm. you'll you'll be able to. Um, name a character in the next video game I'm playing or something. Yeah. But, but I like it it's a type of service that does well for some people and does well f- doesn't do well for others. Yeah, for sure. And like and like, like it, you can do so many cool things with it, but <clears throat> with Twitch's new loyalty points program up and coming I like like I said, I feel like this was kind of like their final nail in the coffin, and they're like, we, we should just pack mm. it up. So, do you yeah,
1: think I mean, that it's, it's
0: going it's, to be easy to replace? Uh, um, I mean, there are, apparently, DeepBot are like sort of immediately turned around and like started feverishly working on something in this space. I, I, I didn't get a chance, like, I only found out about it shortly before the stream, so I didn't actually get time to uh, uh, look into it properly. But apparently, they they're doing something in that. Sort of area to t- try yeah. and cover that base, yeah. and they, DeepBot's already monetized and it's earning money. Accessories and Revlo yeah. went is lack of lack of income. Uh, well, DeepBot already have like a healthy income as it's a subscribed service for a lot of the VIP stuff. So, um, oh yeah, so at least they can support that kind of functionality, I guess.
2: Oh, for sure. It's just like I like I I don't know when the DeepBot folks as much but they're like their format is really really good it's really smart hmm. um but certainly for revlo they've had like we we talked about competition before like they've had competition with other services obviously uh DeepBot hopping on it but they've had folks like gather um yeah stream elements is working on one uh onkbot has had a point service since like, it's fairly early inception
0: yeah 1.0 near, near enough wasn't it um so
2: it's like revlo was not only fighting in the clock with trying to make money and revenue they were dealing with competition from several different avenues and it was just kind of mm-hmm. like when is that when who who's gonna break first
0: yeah and and, and obviously some of those already had established revenue streams from the outset that were 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 user driven revenues rather than yeah. passive from like you know taking a percentage from donations or add ons yeah. or whatever else like that. Um, so it was it, they were already in a, a stronger situation where their 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 user base was used to to stumping up a bit of cash for the services, yeah. um, which puts them obviously in a much stronger position. But it's, it's just a real shame. Yeah. Rev.m. Like, guy seems super nice, and they gave a damn about uh, the users that were were using it. Yeah,
2: um, and I mean, there, there, like, there were two things that I was going to say, and Lollers there brought up a an interesting thing. It worked really well for MOBA streamers, mm. but you'd be surprised how well it worked for, like, even folks like me who play primarily Pokemon. Or RPGs that allow you to name characters. Like, that got people super involved. If you let someone have an opportunity to name a Tyranitar, they will fight over it. Um,
0: <laughs> to the yeah, death, in some cases.
2: To the death. <laughs> and that's how we got Pork Snaggle the Tyranitar. Um, and then it's a, a Pokemon name. Yellow. Oh, yeah. And then we got a Pokemon Yellow file that was named all sorts of lewd stuff. um <laughs> yeah so it's just kind of like it had so many uses um and it was and a lot of people liked the fact that it wasn't pay gated yeah a lot of people liked that and that can be your downfall in a oh, lot yeah, of I cases mean, that's,
0: uh, that, that's an easy way to get the users in you have a solid product and it's free i mean why th- there's no, no reason not to at least try it and if it works well for you there you go yeah, yeah. All yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah,
2: exactly what Wagner said. Like there are people who would have stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Um, like And and the thing is, like, I think it's just a case of how smartly you do things. The oh, yeah. you know, Revlo Revlobot and any of these reward systems, any bots, anything really, anything that you do with your channel is all based on your skill and the way that you employ those solutions on your channel. So like, for example, oh, yeah. I have Deepbot. I have paid for Deepbot for I have no idea how many years at this stage. Um, certainly, I think we had it back when mm-hmm. we were still known as Lag Spike, which is a hell of a long time ago. Um, oh wow! <clears throat> I'm pretty sure we did. And um, like, I don't use any of it. Like, if if anyone in in the Twitch chat right now did exclamation mark senshu do as in dove money, very clever. Um, they, they, they've got points. You've been earning points this whole time. I just don't use them. Like, I just actually have no use for them whatsoever. Uh, because I just don't bother. Oh, have I closed bot Okay, I lied. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's trying um, it, nothing's
2: happening. But, uh, I want I mean, my dough, Sam!
0: I mean, you know, get trolled. But, um, <laughs> um, but you know, because like, we just don't use it. We do other stuff in in stream that... You know, we try and get people involved. We do stuff like these podcasts and we, we yeah. gravitate in that direction and provide different experiences that way. Um, and that works for us to a degree. Um, but if you do it very smartly and if you set up rewards that people genuinely want, you're going to make people want to hang out. And you'll, oh, you yeah. know, just... Or leave even just leave a window open. Because one of the things that streamers say all the time... Well, sorry nice and decent streamers say all the time is your money is is appreciated but not required. Your sub is appreciated but not required. You chatting is appreciated but not required. But not required, you just turning yeah. up you telling your friends about being here is the most important thing and we massively, massively appreciate you doing that. And this is just a way of rewarding that activity and encouraging oh, yeah. them to do the same thing, to pull, pull their friends in. Hey, you can get a Steam key for hanging out in chat for uh, ten hours or or whatever it is, you know. Um, yeah, and it's, it's like just you can do so many cool towards. things
2: with it. And uh, Py- like what Pyman said, Ankbot is doing that really good um, migration thing re- with uh-huh. Revlo points, and and it's gonna pretty much like motivate me to rebuilding Starry Nightbot at least. Um, mm. But it's just like. At the end of the day it's a shame i i hate seeing amazing startups like this go under honestly but the good thing is everybody knows the revlo guys yeah so in my mind i'm excited to see what they do next
0: yeah i mean you know maybe they'll pick up positions with like deep bot brain bot uh, Unkbot, uh, for example, I, I, as far as yeah. I'm aware, they're still not actively developing for that. They're just patching. So yeah, maybe, patching maybe they move across to Unkbot and make that the project that Revlobot was intended to be, because they're combining yeah, I mean, user bases. That like maybe they could go down that path. There, there's definitely opportunity there. Um, yeah, but there's a
2: as... ton of opportunity.
0: Yeah, but just just so you guys are aware, like if you are a RevloBot user at the moment, uh, you've got about three weeks until June 16th uh, to export all of your information from RevloBot. If you go onto the Revlo website, there's um, like, it will be a link right at the top where you can do that. And uh, it just pumps out a CSV file, which is like an Excel file near enough, and you'll be able to use that file. Yeah, a delightful spreadsheet. Uh, everyone loves spreadsheets, especially if they like playing football manager. Uh, <laughs> but then you can use that CSV to import uh your data into various other solutions. So um so yeah, you know, like there's time to, to, to grab your stuff. It's a real shame that they're that they're disappearing from the game, yeah. but uh, needs must unfortunately you can't you can't no, I, um, keep operating can't on fresh air forever
2: i mean pretty much um Arber, the the way that i um, look at this like e- even if it's like a sort of sad thing like doors are close like doors on a business are closing people who are working and trying to make ends meet are losing their jobs like that's that's never Never a good thing but the thing is they've made a name for themselves for sure so they're they're gonna find find work um for
0: sure um yeah so uh, you know like it's it's sad to see it happen for now but like you know hopefully in the future it, it results in something positive f- through oh, yeah. another, another for another another new stuff yeah,
1: you
0: so. stuff will replace it. Yeah, we, we we can we can always hope that it it levels out <laughs> somewhat. So um, um god how am I going to do this one? Um <laughs> the things oh, that I never really got into like Revlobot <laughs> Monster Hunter Double X is it XX double X I actually don't know. Uh, double cross. Double cross that's right. <laughs> that's right because Yeah, uh, none of those options. Um, so at the moment, it's just kind of announced. It's going to exist. It's out there in the ether. Uh-huh. And we don't know terribly much more than that. All I know is I tried to play um, one of them. it was like Generations or something. Um, mm-hmm. And I just went, I'm running around and grinding lots and then chasing this one fucking monster from map to map to map to map to map to map. And uh, now the game's closed. And going away. Um, now the game's yeah.
2: gone. It's Monster Hunter is it's in... <laughs> shutting down. Double Cross. Oh my god!
0: Uh, I mean, I was
2: gonna say Revlo is carrying a double cross right now, but that's.
0: <laughs> oh god! Can you guys just um, all get out, please? Your puns I, can't be worse than mine.
2: I mean, my my the door to the outside world is right over there. I I can leave right now if I wanted to. <laughs> um, just walk out walk out but um, oh, you'll still
0: be behind uh, you'll still be there behind you in spirit anyway for yeah. a short period it'd be fine. oh
2: yeah <laughs> but uh like for me um like i was in the same boat with monster hunter m- until i had a group of friends to play it with mm. um it- it's certainly a game that like you can play it on your own but it's best experience when you're playing it with like at least one other person um and the fact that it's coming to uh, a main console, well, a hybrid and a console that's good case.
1: for multiplayers as well.
2: Exactly. Yeah, true. It's, it's this. This is where I think Monster Hunter is gonna once again thrive because people love like, it ha- like it has a cult following. People love it. They they would still play it on the 3DS, but <laughs> every Monster Hunter fan that I would speak to in existence was like. Man, we wish they continued the series on the Wii U, mm-hmm. or we wit, or to go even further back, they wish that they continued would would have continued it on a Sony platform, or just have it on a console in general. Yeah, because the 240P was not lending it any assistance. Um, plus, like you're. Your thumbstick would break sometimes when playing that game because it's a really intense game. Yeah,
0: you, you need to like really heavily roll sometimes to get out of danger and whatever else. And I can see how breakages occur.
2: I am. And um, yeah, EKB, like Nintendo's stock shot up after the announcement. It was insane. I was like, oh my god. It's like <laughs> someone on Wall Street really likes
0: Monster Hunter. <laughs> it was just um, this one guy, you know, he was really yeah. into it
2: all of his money at Nintendo that day um and yeah Flick if only Monster Hunter was on Steam this is why we have Toki and
0: Kiwami um
2: and Dauntless coming soon um, yeah, yeah. Mm.
0: Uh, some indistinct point in the future yeah but clearly yeah.
1: this game's only in Japanese right it's only been yes. announced for Japan and not for like Western speaking countries
0: Western yes, speaking,
1: it, Western countries.
0: It, I'm is, fluent in Western or have you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeehaw.
2: I think the uh, the benefit of this is though, is like even if it isn't Japanese with the way that the switch works, mm. you could still get it. Um, but there there are two things that are going to occur here, I feel. Is that we're either gonna see um uh, something about it? At e3 very briefly
0: oh, nintendo sure. have an enormous area at e3 as well like yeah. it's absolutely it's bigger than yeah. last year's so and they had breath of the wild oh, last year yeah
2: for sure so i mean they're i feel like it's gonna be there because this is like one of their biggest things aside from arms and splatoon 2 and such for the switch mm-hmm. um and with them putting monster hunter on the switch it to me it begs the question like if monster hunter like if they're moving monster hunter to the switch
0: what else are they moving yeah that's a fair point i mean like because... the switch is actually getting some decent game support as well which is oh yeah very surprising like i was expecting it to be really really slow at start but it seems like people are really keen to put their stuff on switch so oh, yeah. I can well, see it. I can see a lot of stuff. It's moving just
2: over. easier to develop for, um, mm. because of the Nvidia framework of it. Um, we're getting two two new Metroid games. Apparently, Nintendo has five games to show this year, which I'm excited about because I can actually be at fucking E3 this year.
1: <laughs> Do either of you have a Nintendo Switch?
0: Yes. I don't yet. Um, I I'm... someday maybe.
2: <laughs> um. Yeah, exactly, Since Spitter. Like, Monster Hunter has always been between the, um, that sort of, mo- like, the, the portable and console. So, the Switch is, like, it's
3: like,
0: I'd the say best it's made place for it. For it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's made made it, for it. It, it. It really does suit a console. A Especially with the on-the-go stuff as well. Yeah. So, you know, I want to I, I want to do, do a a uh, run through, or you know, I, I want to complete a specific uh takedown of su- uh, an enormous bastard that I've discovered with Penny, and I could just roll up with my, my switch and just be like, Yo, let's do this,
2: yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's that's the beauty of it. And I know this is going back to my favorite franchise ever, but like, like, like I said, with this, like, Monster Hunter being moved to the switch, it's like. Another game that benefits from that is Pokemon. Yeah.
0: I mean, how long have we been yearning for, like, the Pokemon experience that we imagined when we played Red <laughs> that still hasn't yeah. really appeared?
2: Yeah, it's like, they're, they're getting there, but the 3DS being very much... It's an amazing, like, an amazing portable system, but it is... At the end of its lifespan, no matter yeah. what they can do, it's 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 getting towards the end of its lifespan, um,
0: and
2: I like I feel like the the best place to move it is literally the Switch. Well, the, uh, I mean, the, the switch, switch
0: is a big three DS. That's, that's yeah. it literally, yeah, that's is. what it is.
2: Like there, like there, there would be no reason to really make another portable when you have a hybrid.
0: Yeah, and I love I love that because I'm I'm like this grouchy old man, right? I don't know if you've gathered this by the ever Are interacting you with me it
1: over and over,
0: but like you know, or having ever read like a tweet that I've ever sent or anything like that. But like I I have gotten to the stage like I've got an enormous S8 Plus as my phone because I'm 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 just I'm, I'm convinced I'm slowly going blind. <laughs> So like I can't deal even with like the the f- f- new 3DS XL where you know where they've just kept going like that it's still yeah. too small like I just can't I can't get into and enjoy something on on a, a small screen but like on a switch I can do that and if I wanted it's a, it's to I yeah. could swipe it on a big screen
2: Exactly like, and it's like the thing is like Lullers, the they they do have plans for the X DS systems, but the, the way that I look at it is that they've they're following kind of like the PS3 model, the PS3, PS4 model, where they're begrudgingly slowly phasing it out because they the PS3 was one of Sony's like best selling consoles. It was one yeah, of their one, of their, one of their best, best performing. Um so and the 3DS has carried Nintendo one. Um, or a lot of their
0: consoles' failings. Well, yeah, I mean, the Wii U, I I don't know whether that actually did make them money, but in the meanwhile, they were pumping out new gens of the DS consoles, Mm. and every time they did, it was like, there you go, the stock's back to where it used to be. That's fine. Or higher, in some cases. Yeah.
2: And I, I, I almost feel like saying the Switch is almost as big as your phone is a misnomer. If I were to pick up my Switch, it would be at least four times as big as my phone.
0: Yeah, I've I,
1: I well, held both. you can display it on your TV, and yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, <laughs>
0: if I, if I, uh, if I could be bothered, I'd go raid through Pip's personal <laughs> possessions, which are just a little way yep. over, over to the side from me, because she's <laughs> got one somewhere. Uh, I, Hold I, on. I, I've held one. Got it's, mine. it's probably. Uh, if you slapped together maybe two two of my phone sort of height-wise, mm. and then slapped another one like rotated portrait style on the side, it's probably around that sort of size, um, I, I would say. Um, but yeah, it's definitely okay. bigger than a mobile device. Yeah. So I I could I wouldn't say like super comfortably. Um, use it as like a portable gaming console because again i'm just a yeah. grumpy old man but like the fact that i can just go whoop straight into the, the dock and put it on a tv and then i can play portable games like i play every other game that i play that's yeah. not some like casual candy crush knockoff no, like, I I, also, yes give me some more of this i have
2: an iphone i have a switch uh oh hold on <laughs> i just dropped my phone you have a pen
0: <laughs> you have an app uh, no <laughs> I mean, it's just like it's
2: like it's at it's at least double the size at the very yeah. least,
1: mm. with the um, potential to go on a TV and be even bigger. It's a really yeah. nice console. I've I've seen it like at pubs and places where people oh, are just hanging out. They just take it with them and it it seems like... so nice to just be able to show up.
0: Are people doing that console. really annoying I want to know if anyone's done this yet. Are people doing the really inconsiderate thing of like rolling up to a basketball game and going, "Fuck your basketball. We got the Switch with us and we're going to play it really awkwardly <laughs> on our Joy-Cons." Yeah. Has anyone done that yet?
1: I'm sure someone has. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm someone sure. Has.
0: I loved I loved the switch advert for that. It was just like, oh, it's a classy rooftop dinner party. oh well, boom, there you go, you got your switch. we're gonna, Suddenly, gonna really uncomfortably one, two play. Switch at arms, yeah, <laughs> just like punching people off the rooftop <laughs> um yeah. but Can't but anyway that, back, back back to the the thing like i I don't think this one's for yeah. me uh uh-huh. but like monster Hunter is just I, it's not my cup of tea, but then I'm not really a group player um. Like, I've, <laughs> don't have
1: friends. No one wants to play with you. With your backwards cap,
0: and told them how rad switch basketball. <laughs> Please get out. Um, uh, but yeah, um, like, it's not one for me because like, I don't really do group play. Like even like in MMOs, I I like, I play a lot of Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, I, I I kind of begrudgingly party up for, <laughs> for raids and dungeons, and I'm like, well, I've had enough of this. It, I mean, at
2: that point, like, you're forced to, so...
0: Yeah, you know, I, I don't really fancy trying to solo some kind of, like, world boss as a dragoon, because, you know, let's be honest, I, I'm instantly attracted to pools of damage anyway.
2: Yeah, um, I mean, I was going to say, like, the you know, the usual things people say about dragoons... Floor mop, floor tank, this, 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 and that. Right. I'm I'm a paladin, so I I just <laughs> I just sit there and do no damage.
0: Yeah. Um, how how do you drown a dragoon? Paint an AOE circle on the bottom of a lake. That's just yep. the, the the standard. Anyway, um, um, from from things that are useless to things that I view are useless. Uh, so. <laughs> xbox have kind of slapped together um like a- another one of these passes so you've got like your um was it EA, ea access is it no what's what's the name of the it's ea um... one ea have their subscription doodly do oh, origin 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 access it's called now isn't it yeah so um like they've got their subscription model where you can get access to games and then like their new ones you can only play for like 10 hours and um, and stuff like that. You've got like PS Now which is the, the PlayStation flavor of that but that's all like stream stuff based on the um, uh, like the Gaikai uh, uh, fi- company that they bought up before. Um, but this one is uh, specifically around uh, the Xbox One uh, and that will give you access to. I think it was. I think the number ended up being like 111 Xbox One and 360 compa- uh, backwards mm-hmm. compatible games for uh, ten dollars a month, which I would imagine is going to translate to ten pounds a month because you know, lol exchange, exchange rates. rates. <laughs> um, but yeah. do do we think that? Uh, I, I don't know about you guys, but I think I've had enough. Of these weird subscription models to get access to a bunch of games, Um it's it, uh, there, there's so many. And you've got stuff like OnLive, which ultimately uh, failed, uh which was again yeah. like that streaming service. So they were more expensive though. I think they were like fifteen dollars a month or something. Yeah, um, they were. So, do we think that we've had enough of these? Do we think that? um This is going to do well for them because, like, some of the titles that they've got on there are pretty good, I guess. Mm -hmm. You've got, like, Halo 5 Guardians, Payday 2, Lego Batman, uh, Viva Pinata, which is a great one to be able to play on your Xbox One because I think a lot of people hold on to their 360 solely to play Viva Pinata because that game was amazing.
2: But I mean, Um, isn't Viva Pinata on rare replay anyway?
0: Was it included on that? I, I. I I never actually picked that up like in the it end. I don't know.
2: Yeah, but... I, I have it somewhere, but um, true. uh What Freebird said is that it you can actually download the titles, mm. but
0: yeah, it's not streaming, but it's a similar basis. You know, you're paying your money and you get access to these games, but not not for keepsies.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think it, it's... personally, I'm yeah. sorry.
0: No, no,
2: you go. I've been talking I a lot. I think personally
1: I don't like subscription services and I don't like subscribing to a monthly amount to maybe play games. But there's a lot of people who prefer, I know a lot of people who prefer to just have the game for a little while and see if they like it and play around with it or just completely. My brother just like sitting down and almost completing games mm-hmm. and then having more games to look at without having to pay an additional cost does hold some value.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean like they're like, oh, gone. yeah. Um I mean like I I was gonna say like it's it's good, but I think the majority of people are kind of done with it. I know I am. Me um, too. and for what uh Top asks, like from what I'm reading from this article.
0: Yeah, you still separate, you still you still need gold you're still in a gold plus this on top
2: you're you're paying for two subscriptions and Mm. so it's kind of like most people are not going
0: to do that Uh, I forget how much gold is it's been a long time since I had it like last time I had it was when I had a 360 still I mean, sorry used one still Um, but I want to say it's like uh, like 7 bucks a month it's around that mark so it's nearly the same again 40 pounds per year Mm. $10 $10 uh, for that's a month. It looks mathematics like. per month. So, so okay, close to five, I guess. It's probably like five, six, seven pounds £7 a month. Fair so, enough. it's probably like nine dollars a month then. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, Ten
2: dollars um, from what I'm reading.
0: Yeah. So, uh, you're doubling your monthly to get access to a pool of games that, if we're being honest, like it's, it's great for them to have the claim of like over 100 titles. And, I say, mm. I think it's like 111 it ended up being for launch. Um it it it's well and good saying that, but out of those hundred and some games, you're probably gonna play five yeah. and there's gonna be a lot of padding in there. there's gonna be a lot of you know no name game I one think. two three and special edition uh in there because like going from the PS now yeah. one I hadn't even heard of half of the games that was on PS now. I literally oh, yeah. had never heard of them. And and that and that baffled me. Absolutely baffled Though, me.
2: Well, PS Now how it did have, well, did have some pretty good um video games on it. Even that were the ones
0: you never heard of. Um Yeah, I mean there were I think some that's good the benefit, there.
2: but
0: there were definitely some good ones in there, but again, it was like and, and it's quite it was quite rarely updated on PS Now. Maybe They'll update this one and add more stuff to it more regularly. Um, that would be nice, uh, and 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 add it, add some more value to it. But eh, I don't know. Uh, but how, however, like the the Xbox Live Gold members, existing Xbox Live Gold members will get access uh, t- early to have a fourteen day trial. So I guess you could just dip into it check it out, play the five games that I mentioned earlier and then just never renew. <laughs> it um, does say in this
1: article they'll be adding new titles uh, each month so that there will be fine. more to experience.
0: But then what titles are they adding, you know? Because like, cause again, like yes. I, I'm just going off a of PS now because that's the one that I used most recently. I did have it on live at one point in time. Um, and uh, I've never touched the EA one other than a trial to play Battlefield 1 at one point. But, like, um, when, when they were regularly adding to it, it would be like, um, I don't know, like, Catherine, which is a game that I absolutely loved and enjoyed, and I was like, oh, God, that's really good. They put that on there. And also these other things that are kind of games, I guess. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the,
3: the way ugly. that I
2: look at it, in a way, is oddly enough uh, comparative to how a lot of licensing works uh, in the anime industry, um, mm-hmm. where um, you get this, like, one really good thing, like, but then TV Tokyo is like, hey, you can have amazing anime A, but you have to take these two other animes that are terrible with it.
0: Okay, so it's like a bundle deal sort of thing.
2: Yeah, like yeah, a bundle deal. Um, Mm -hmm. But like it's sort of comparative to that. But it's kind of like they probably the model is is that they can only get that one good thing, and then they have to put like shovelware or
0: games. Well, I guess they have a strict budget for it, right? Otherwise, it's not going to make profit for the company. So you know, they spend a hundred grand on getting Halo 5 on there and then they've got like 20 grand to put the rest on there and they're just going to pick up whatever makes up a decent enough number for 20 grand's worth of spend. I mean obviously those numbers are quite skewed but you know what I mean. Oh yeah. Um, So yeah I can can see the trouble with it to make it a, a profitable and useful um Service, like there's... Uh, service? Service, yeah, Service, not Surface, service. as I nearly said. Surface. Uh, that, that's another product entirely micro, from Microsoft.
2: The, buy the Microsoft Surface 3.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're going to free <laughs> trial um, that too. Yeah, why not? 14 days? Oh, I'll take one for 14 days. <laughs> I'm only going to E3 for 11, that's fine. Um yeah, okay. <laughs> um, But yeah, I'm, I'm going to be very... Pessimistic about it, unbelievably. Like I, I would be super cautious about because the problem with it, like, with it, again, if it's anything, like the PS, uh, the PS Now service. It was such a pain in the ass to unsubscribe from that service. Oh my god, like because like, Sony's websites suck at the best of times. To be fair, but like, um. I, it was like the full jumping through hoops scenario in order to cancel it so oh, yeah. yeah just be sure even if you are checking out the 14-day trial it usually requires a credit card uh yeah. to be attached to do so um so just be careful that you don't sign up for it and get caught in some kind of oh god i don't have a spare six hours to unsubscribe sort yeah. of scenario with it i guess that's my word of warning that goes along with it
1: don't not forget, like don't forget that you're subscribed to it, and then be subscribed to it for months. And go, oh, yeah. this thing,
0: the amount of times I've been reminded to unsubscribe from a service by stealing a tenor out of my account that I needed <laughs> it's just like, oh God,
3: no, yep,
2: it's I too know. late. oh God,
0: oh, well, I guess it's uh noodles again this month, you know,
2: so <laughs> like, oh yes,
0: so um. <laughs> From subscription models that I think are dead to Red <laughs> Dead Redemption 2 being delayed. <laughs> that wasn't bad, right? Red dead Redemption that was Redemption okay.
2: 2 being dead in the water.
0: <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> oh, that I'm wasn't so a bad sorry.
0: One. I'm so sorry. But anyway, um, That's fine. what do you guys think of this? Personally, I think it's a good thing. I, 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 I am. it's a rock star thing, right? Uh, rocks, uh, leave them to do their work. Leave them to do their busy work. Like I am fine with that. I would rather you re- like you release a perfectly well-polished and bug-free game than you release Mass Effect Andromeda. You <laughs> know, like I don't, I, 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 have no wish to have a game early that's shit, as opposed yeah, to having a game no that works and is, uh, is yeah. late.
2: And I, it's a good thing that you point that comparison to uh, uh, Andromeda, because I, I feel like, and I'm, I'm also gonna bring up Persona 5 as well, because Persona 5 and Andromeda are the two kind of, I think, comparative spectrums right now when it comes yeah. to quality by delaying a game. Mm-hmm. Um, because Persona 5, all the issues that I have with was, was publicity like... and PR and some choices by the dev in the game. Um, <laughs> don't even get me started on their excuse for not having female, a female protagonist option. I can talk about that for three hours. Brief,
0: um, brief, be zen.
2: Breathing, breathing. Um, okay. But Persona 5 came out amazing for being a game that came out 5 years after its initial release date.
0: How how many years was it was it 7 8?
2: Yeah, it was it was a long time. It was something like but that. But Andromeda was forced out. It was very yeah. obvious. And
0: kicking and screaming I, the entire way. Kicking
2: and screaming. <laughs> and like I feel really really I feel bad for the team.
0: Yeah. Uh, I I feel you, really like, bad for him.
2: Like for Bioware in Montreal, like th- this was their first major title, and EA was pushing and pushing and pushing. Yep. Not to say that Bioware Montreal didn't have their weren't were just purely the victims. They they made some bad choices themselves.
0: Yeah, they're, they're, well. you know those the issues that were present in the game were uh, in in a large part stuff that surely absolutely certainly must have been picked up way before that release and should have been given some priority
2: and i like what freebird said like it deserved more time and i mean the the bioware montreal team deserved more time to work on it um because like and, and that's one of the thing. Yeah, exactly. We couldn't afford mocap actors, or oh, we weren't able to code that in. Oh, we fucked up, Hannity. Like, we 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 messed up the the trans
0: characters' dialogue big time. Um, we we kind which of forgot to, to. We kind of forgot what human emotions look like, Saws. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, but like for me, like yeah, I wanted to love that game so much, and I'm gonna go back to it when everything is fixed because and then this is another thing i feel bad for the main bioware team because they need to go back and work on this game continuously until they feel happy with it
0: and in a lot of ways there's a lot of that game that almost needs to be completely scrapped and remade from the ground up because it's just so far wrong and so Mm -hmm. off of where it should be that it just seems like it'd be quicker for them to start from scratch
2: yeah, like it. It honestly would seem that way, and it's just like a, a lot. Like a lot of people in the industry, like developers, are looking what what happened with Andromeda, and are like, "Good idea to layer game." Yeah,
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> it seems the safer option. Um, and
2: the thing is, like, I I fully feel that it's an amazing idea that a Rockstar is delaying this so they can work on everything so they can have the PC port ready so we aren't waiting until twenty nineteen. Um <laughs> for the PC release. Um
1: there's no point in pushing out um a game that's broken and that doesn't work well because then you just disappoint loads of people who purchased your game and you set a wrong tone. So I think it's great they've released a couple of screenshots and like, hey, sorry we're gonna take a bit longer, but it'll be a better game result um, resulting.
2: Yeah, like that's how I feel. Never ever, you'd be surprised, Papa. Some of those agreements are becoming a little bit more lax.
0: Um, I mean, Destiny 2, I mean, that was a game that, as much as people clamoured for it, I didn't see that ever coming to PC. Yeah, I, I I, I thought that was laughable, and
2: on. Battle it, no less
0: yeah um, right like uh, you know we talked about that last week and it's just like i never thought i'd be saying these words but here it is like what the hell yeah um the final fantasy like, games they're all pretty yeah. much on pc what no that's not and on mobile as well like what i yeah, never thought it, i'd see that
2: it, it's like the thing is that sony understands that their player base, and this is really smart of them because they they do this sort of thing to support their developers and make sure that developers that they work with get more money, so they can make even more games, so they can yeah. they themselves can make more money. Um, because if they allow their their developers to make games on different platforms, they're going to be able to make more, more games at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, and and, and the like, thing is as well, I think there's something to be said for like. The, the console developers themselves not being viewed as like these evil gatekeepers because mm. you know people are more aware nowadays right people are aware of how systems work and, and how the contracts work to a degree and we understand that the only reason these are console exclusives is much less the willingness to port and it's much more the here's the exclusivity contract yeah. for that game so Again, like, it's this perception of them as a, as a company, right? I don't want to be sort of yeah. looking at Sony and going, you dicks, you're keeping me from my experience.
2: Yeah, and it's like, a, a lot of people, I feel, are also over, like, the exclu- e- exclusivity console wars stuff anyway. Even the companies themselves are just kind of like, whatever. We just want to put out the best thing that we can because yeah. at this point, people are going to go with, like, brand loyalty based yeah. off the console, not based off the game, uh, like I didn't buy the Switch because of the games on it. I bought it because it's a Nintendo product because I like Nintendo. Um, B- biggest fango na. Yes, we we, we yeah. understand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but it's just kind of like. Oh yeah, another example. There's fucking. There's Bayonetta on Steam now. Right. What? <laughs> you would never imagine that happening.
0: But the that thing is, like, it's so left-field. niche as, as it is. This is like a real cult following sort of game. For like, like I, 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 yeah, that that blew my mind. That came out of nowhere as well.
2: Yeah, it did. And the thing is, people are like, "Oh, it's like because like their agreement with Nintendo, um, ended." And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> Ninten- Nintendo holds on to their IPs and properties. Mm. Like ironclad. Ironclad. It is insane. Um that the consumer is ready to switch huge percent shift from microsoft to sony after microsoft fell the starting line hugely Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah i think i think they understand that that it's not a foregone conclusion that people will own a console if they're a mm. gamer now and it, it was before you know last even last gen like i think you know like ps3 had a lot of issues so uh so and a a very large lack of titles for a very very long time and it became a foregone conclusion that you would have a 360 or very nearly a foregone conclusion but now there's there's more flexibility in the market
2: yeah it's like there's flexibility there's actual like brand loyalty and it's not like toxic brand loyalty um as it was before um, and I think that shows a degree of maturity um, occurring in the games industry, oddly enough. Um, that being said, considering everything else that happens. And, um, <laughs> yeah. um, um, but it's little pockets like that to me that say, like, things are changing.
0: Yeah. And things are in changing a for way. the better.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, thinking about it, like, it hadn't really occurred to me, but. I've not really seen any dickheads going, Oh, what? You're playing on an Xbox One? Or why is this not on PS4? I've not seen that in a very long time.
2: No, I yeah. am. And the, the only time that you'll see people complaining about that is, you know, in the communities where it's always complained about. Um, Call yeah.
0: of Duty. Um. <laughs> no, surely no. Um, but um, I, I guess we, I guess we kind of strayed away from... From uh, what we were, were kind of originally focused around a little bit, I, I am I'm excited for Red Dead Two. Like I'm. Oh, for uh, sure. the original. Well, I'd say the original. Uh, like you know, Red Dead One was was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, this so far, I mean, from trailers, it looks really good. But then of course they're trailers. But mm. considering who's behind it, I mean, uh, Rockstar put out a bad. Game, I don't um, that I can recall.
2: I I wouldn't say a bad uh, that they've put out a bad game. There's just oh, GTA some 4 things, uh. you know. <laughs> I mean, even to a degree, I wouldn't even say that GTA 4 was bad. It was it just like wasn't that good, yeah. It was, was kind of like it was, uh, average. it was average, it yeah. was a five or I mean, a six, okay. like not bad. Um, but it's like they, they're Rockstar is also very aware, <laughs> and oddly enough, like Rockstar was brought up uh, when people were talking about uh, bungie and vicarious visions for Destiny 2 um, That Rockstar is aware of their strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, and they're they're aware that if they, um, if they. Um, don't give it the time that they need they're going to be dealing with a lot of bugs on release oh yeah Man- manhunter 2 yes
0: oh manhunt um, two. uh yeah that yeah okay but i i mean that's that was, that was a while PS ago ps2 two? I, think, I think it was two but like M. i mean we're going back you know we're really yeah, going back and manhunt 1 was pretty cool if a bit grim but like curse of sequel it... i guess
2: it's like rocks like Rockstar knows what they're good at and what they're bad at. Yeah, and they are—they're aware that if they, um, not so much that they rush it, but if they uh, were to release it on their original schedule, they know there would have been issues.
1: Mhm. People would have been angry, and it wouldn't have been a yeah. good time. They, they and, they and
2: just, it would have developed
0: they, your brand.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah
2: they 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 don't want another repeat of the anger of gta 5 taking forever to get to pc they don't want that no um
1: so it's a smart decision that,
2: yeah it's a very very smart business decision yeah
0: well, I, mean, I mean i i think uh take two as well like obviously it, but uh, they basically just sort of turned around and went yeah good <laughs> i'm glad yeah, they fun. have yep yeah. good on you like they, they had like, mm-hmm. no, like they've sort of publicly said like, yeah, fair enough, go for it, enjoy, take take as long as you want, lads. That's uh, no trouble. Um. Okay. So I'm look. I'm really looking forward to this. So unfortunately, Pip isn't here to talk about this herself. But <laughs> <laughs> so we, we're going on to our our game recommendations for the week, and uh... <laughs> Pip's recommendation this week oh. is. Like, it's a game called Iceman that she played in an arcade at Hearn Bay. Oh, <laughs> And it's a knockoff Plants vs. Zombies yep. game. Oh my god. Where you shoot at the screen with like the little ice plant dudes and oh they actually god. spray water at the screen. And as mm-hmm. you get power-ups, it sprays more water at these zombies to freeze them and kill them. Oh and my god! It's like, uh, like an, a fog comes up out of the astro turf yep. that's like at the bottom of the, the the cabinet as you're playing to like impair your view.
1: And it's like just a real the, fog. It's the best thing I've oh ever seen. It's amazing. It looks so cute as well. I don't know. Oh, and that it's
0: is precious. It yep. is brilliant. I, it's brilliant. that's such a unique game. Mm. Like you're actually spraying you water off. at a screen, <laughs> and that's just Aww. that's just mad, and I love it.
1: Mm. And from this video, it looks oh really plan. responsive to the water, like surprisingly. Yeah, it really responsive. is. Yeah. And,
0: uh, I kind of wonder whether it's responsive to the water, or whether there's like also a laser pointer, or you know, like the old light gun mm. controls inside. Yeah with the, the water. I, I'd love if it was detecting the water because that's such a cack-handed way of actually making it work.
1: But
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, I'm i hoping it's the water too.
0: Yeah, even though it makes no sense pretend. I want it to. We're
1: gonna pretend it's the water. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: the water that controls it. But like she was saying, it was like the best fun. Like even though it's the stupidest weirdest thing it was Sometimes like actually those are the really best, fun. Though. Oh, yeah. Also, like, it, it was it was like proper knockoff. Like, the more zombies on the screen, the more the frame rate just plummets. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it is. It's like oh. really awfully optimized. <laughs> uh, yeah, the water does cycle through, I believe. Like, it just drops down off the screen and just goes back into the. Don't this drink the, the actual... water. Yeah, definitely don't dri- put your mouth over like that. No. Um, no. Because so basically, like, Pip's been. Uh, this was at Hearn Bay. Which is like somewhere on the south coast of of the UK, um, but yeah, because like has been like mad busy. Because um, the, the reason the reason Pips not here, I don't know if I explained it at the start, is uh, she's at MCM Comic Con mm. at the moment. Oh, I noticed. And um, like the picture that you can see, if you are capable of seeing and you're watching a non-audio version of this, uh, is actually her in a Nidley cosplay uh, that she she was up until five a.m. this morning making and finishing off. Mm. Ah um, uh, yes, the cosplay life, and like she's 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 just absolutely uh, dead. I think at this stage, yeah. but I am. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, so so she, she this is the only thing that she got to she got to play recently, really. While she oh. was slaving away. Well, it's
1: a um, good game. It's a really unique, different, interesting game
0: to yeah, show it's... off. It looks
1: so fun. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah, and that's why I was just like, yeah. That she she was like, oh, it's not very. It's not like a normal game, and I don't know about putting it in because it's a bit weird. I'm like, yes, that's exactly oh, the sort it. of and stuff I we want to see. I the
1: display that they have with it—the rainbow lights speeding yeah. through—and
0: it's the full yeah. arcade <laughs> experience. Uh,
2: I mean, like the the thing is, is like a lot of people forget to include arcade games when it comes to stuff nowadays. Yeah, Be- like there's so- like there are a ton of really good games in arcades that people forget about. Mm-hmm. Like, like the Gundam pod thing in Japan that I not hope that they don't dis- in
1: arcade.
2: I hope they don't discontinue it by the time I actually get out there but um
0: <laughs> so slow, a week before that'll be <laughs> it <laughs> but, um, but yeah I just thought um, I thought we you know even though Pip's not here even though I haven't played the game myself I thought I just needed to present that to you guys for just just how how ridiculously cool um uh, That that weirdness is. Uh, arcades so are out. So no, I'm gonna,
1: I'm gonna one comment. Uh, Disori dinosaurite. I don't know how to say names. Uh, arcades Dasarine. are not outside. <laughs> what?
0: Yeah.
1: All of the arcades around where we live, they're mostly like gambling ass games. But they're definitely yeah. inside
0: buildings. No, but but in between you they and that out, inside. There is they're an outside. outside
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what do you mean they're outside? I don't get it. <laughs>
0: okay, fair enough. Um, now I'm
1: going to be at MCM Comic Con tomorrow. So hopefully yeah. I'll run into so
0: you, So you need to go and high-five Pip <laughs> endlessly. Uh, that ends the rules. Uh, so moving on to my, my pick of the week. What I've been playing this week. Um, and I decided not to put Persona 5 again. Because I still haven't finished that. Because I suck. <laughs> Um, my God, I've got hours in that. But uh, oh instead, God, yeah. <laughs> instead, I've been playing uh, Production Line. So, hmm. you guys uh, might have remembered, uh, or might have seen rather, Big Pharma, which is a game that uh, I played quite a bit on on our Twitch channel and kind of generally trumpeted about because it's really cool. Um, the the publishing company that put out big farmer uh the guy also makes like they're very small it's like a one one man team i think uh, this publishing company but he he also develops games himself he's made like democracy free he made um oh god what's the name of the game uh gratuitous space battles uh he also made Ooh. and he's thrown down this and this is um like a basic car manufacturing but in the same style and the same basis as big Pharma. you import resources you export out one end uh, uh like through another for another sort of socket in the wall and you build your, cons- your lines you c- you know develop technologies which you then sort of mm. patent for a period of time uh you, you you know put everything together in a certain order you can choose like how well like, what elements go into your car uh, to to make it like a more attractive model for people to buy Is it a more luxury brand uh, brand or something like that, um, and it's it's only an early access at the moment, so it's still a little limited, and it's a little it's a little hairy on on like the tutorial side, like there's not much of that in yet. Um,
2: yeah, I was gonna say it doesn't look like it,
0: but like once you once you kind of, it's not terribly hard to understand what's going on once you've kind of just fiddled around for a bit and then lost all of your money and then start a new game and then go, oh, yeah, now. Um, it's no. it's pretty it's pretty fun and, uh, like, quite challenging. And I really enjoyed Big Pharma because I really enjoyed Theme Hospital. And, that w- and, like, Big Pharma is kind of like the manufacturing side of all the drugs that go to Theme Hospital. And then this is the cars that the CEOs of the hospitals buy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But like it, it's just really fun. Um, definitely, mm. definitely give it a re- uh, solid That's recommend. Really, like it's just. There it must
1: be a good. lot of CEOs for that many cars. Right?
0: Yeah. Well, you see, CEO, right? yeah. did you have to pay those guys? Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it's a very very tricky management game. Like it's very tricky to kind of ensure that you're making enough money to keep your head above and to start, keep building and to keep researching new stuff and making sure your layout's all fit as well. Because that, that was one of the issues as well when, like Big Pharma, was you had limited space, and all of the machines were a slightly different shape, and you had to make sure that they all faced the right way in order to process things in the, towards the next machine and make sure you didn't block your routes to the routes out of the factory and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. So like, that kind of puzzler element almost, in trying to make everything fit into place, like Tetris with machinery. Um, yeah, really good fun. Really, really, really good fun. No, I mean uh, it, it sounds it.
2: No, yeah. I mean I, I I was gonna say it sounds like it. I I know those sort of games aren't really um for me anymore, but like it's it's really cool um to see like those one man teams put out stuff like that. Mm. It's at, it's, at it's one of my favorite things. Oh that's yeah, thing, it
0: looks really good. Like Big Pharma, when that uh finally finally came out, it was really polished and really balanced and you could just you could see the care that had gone into it and um like there was some ui elements that he wasn't happy with so he just patched it later on down the line he didn't need doing there was no yeah. bugs against it because like, i had just done like the ui i'm gonna gonna replace that like <laughs> and I, I love that kind of spirit mm, with it. I, mean, yeah. I think it's fantastic um but anyway uh we have next up the dream machine which i think has been around for a while right jupiter
1: yeah, it's been around since 2012, but they just released the sixth Ooh. chapter this oh, month. Oh, okay. So all of a sudden there's a whole oh new chapter that just kind of continues on with the story. So the Dream Machine's been around since 2012-ish. Um, but for the last three years, they've been working on chapter six, because everything's done with claymation and cardboard, and it takes a lot of like work yeah. to make the sets almost for the graphics. So I really like... Just weirdly creepy and different (laughs) point-and-click adventures. Um, They're like my favorite type of game. So uh, I had seen the Dream Machine, but I didn't really get into it because when I saw the first chapter, I don't know. "Eh, There's not a lot of other chapters we'll see because I saw it before the rest of the chapters were out. But since then, I've picked it back up again because of this new release of the sixth chapter, and that should be the complete story as far as I'm aware. And it's just so... Bizarre and different, and such a weird point and click adventure because it starts out you're this guy who's just moved into this house, and it's fairly normal, you know. You just moved in, your wife's gonna have a baby, that's why you have this house, and you're starting your new job. And you start having these weird dreams that somehow mesh with the world that you're in. And it becomes, from what I know of this game, it becomes like the dreams become part of your real world, and they get really weird and interesting and creepy. And you have to figure your way out through your reality and through your dream world.
2: Ah, I'm very excited right. to work
1: my way up to the sixth chapter, which looks even more mind-bending. The first chapter is fairly normal at first. Um, the mm. sixth chapter's got tons of like neon colors and mushroom worlds and just
0: oh. weird,
1: weird environments. I'm really excited. Yeah, I think
0: I have it. You know, like, I, and it's one of those games where, like, it sat on, it sat on my Steam list, mm. and I keep looking at it and going, I, it might be okay, but it's also really fucking weird. Like, I guess <laughs> but like that, yeah. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll actually give it a check out now. Like, um, it's an interesting concept because I, but I, to my awareness, there's not really. Anything quite like it out there, like as far as like the animation style and whatever else. Yeah, uh, I mean I there, there there is. are
2: a couple claymation yeah. games, but they those aren't usually as don't seem polish? to have near polish. Yeah, which is odd when I think about claymation. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, fair enough.
2: But like the Dream Machine seems to have a lot going into it. They've been working on the
1: They've been yeah. on the last chapter for three years, so I, I feel uh, like it's got quite dedication. a level of polish. The people that have created it, they seem to really be into Claymation as like a previous job that didn't have anything to do with video games. So it was their passion, and they sort of combined it with video games to make this weird, weird adventure. Um, you start off in a dream that's quite tame, but yeah... <laughs> Mm. I've just really been into weird indie, weird indie point and click adventures. So,
2: Which is totally a-okay.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I I grew up with like you know Grim Fandango and uh, Monkey Island games and and it, it, like all, all of those kind of group of like the what I I, I view as being an old is the golden <laughs> age of point and click. Broken Sword, <laughs> uh, or the early Broken Swords anyway. Um, Ooh, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, so it's, it's nice to see that it's still being done well. Like you got like a, I think we mentioned it last week actually like Fimbleweed Park, which I still need to bloody yep. play. Um it, It's just great to see that like people are still not afraid to try something really really different and really out there, mm. you know.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, Oh, oh Drop C as, well. as well. Yeah, Drop
0: C soon. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, I, I
2: love those developers. Those guys are awesome.
1: And I really <laughs> love Friendbo for another weird point oh, and click. Oh,
2: gosh, yes.
1: <sighs> love Friendbo. Freaked out oh. when Friendbo released. It was like my all time favorite game. Love those developers. So, point and clicks have a special place in my heart.
0: Oh, all yeah, right. That's, that's one that, that passed me by, I think. So, so not, another one on my list.
1: Friendbo, <laughs> you need to go play Friendbo. Mm-hmm. Should so, so I Fred just drop?
0: Should so I just drop cast Fred now Bob? and just go straight? No, um, maybe maybe <laughs> we should hang out a little longer. Um, um, okay, so uh, the, the and the one from a penny. Uh, is it idol? A idol? Um, idol. Idol. Take it away. Yes.
2: Uh, so. For those of you uh, that don't know, I am uh, someone who is very, very individual novels and uh dating sims, uh, worked on a couple of voiced characters in a few. Uh, but Idol here is a uh, is my friend Morgana's baby. It's about a girl named Hana. very like very shy. She's more of a shut-in. She's like a huge uh, fan of this one idol, uh, this one virtual idol. And one day she gets contacted. By this idol, and she's like, "There's no way that this is actually this idol because she's a virtual program. It would be like Miku Hatsune contacting yeah. me over Skype, um, <laughs> hey, yo, saying what that help." It's so, like, yeah, it would be like that. It would be like Miku saying, "Like, help me find my creator. This is what's going on in there." And the uh, the reason why I wanted to bring attention to this um, was as It's just really well written um, thus far from what's shown in the demo. And I've seen a little bit of what the script is as of right now. And it's looking really interesting. The the game goes from very light, very cheery, to pretty messed up in some regards. You start finding out how uh, the uh, company Lyric makes its idols. Uh, You start meeting other characters. You start of understanding what's going on in that world and in that universe um because it is a part of a, a story universe that um me and my friend Morgana and some others are working on um and it's it's just, it's I, I just really like it it's it's another like it's another point and click sort of situation because you're gonna have those sort of scenarios where you're, you're gonna be solving puzzles you're gonna be interacting with these characters and discovering the story um that's unfolding in front of you and it's man, there, there was something else i was going to mention about it
0: that i'm blanking on i mean my main question around it is how many times has morgana told you to go to bed uh, a <laughs> <laughs> persona jokes a lot but, uh, when she was living here <laughs> But um, um, I, I like the idea of that I, I, uh, I have like this huge love-hate relationship with visual novels because right. the good ones are really genuinely very good and then there's a huge swath of trash that yeah. you see more of and therefore kind of brings the perception of them as, as a sort of worthwhile game style completely down.
2: Yeah. And like, I, I find that as a humongous shame uh, because the uh, the visual like visual novels and dating sims as a as a genre are these really amazing like games that give you the opportunity to experience a story, get to get to know character like these are stories that in some cases may not work in different mm. genres. Um, the stories that
1: are customized to you as well and to your choices, yeah. which are always quite nice,
2: which which people love because like you get to affect what's going on in the story. It's it, it's it's where a lot of like RPGs almost started in a way, in my mind, uh, with the multiple endings sort of idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the thing that I was going to talk about is that there was a character on screen. Oh yeah, the idol name is Ico. There is a character in this game. I'm going to point at my TV because you guys will <laughs> see the stream over there, which I keep forgetting it's there. Um, there's a, a character in this game that is a trans woman. Um, I was super excited about, and they're they're an idol, and they're kind of like the the one who's struggling uh, with that part of their identity they're trying to figure it out trying to balance being an idol with their transition mm mm-hmm. um which is a story that's not always covered
0: oh absolutely at all. Like, when it, it's rarely covered in any type of game let alone yeah. Uh, yeah something something in in this area
2: yeah oh right character's name is hotaru um so it's just kind of like you uh, like, telling a story of a celebrity who's transitioning is very new. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, like, you, you have it with Laverne Cox and another individual that I don't always agree with, so I won't mention her name. Um, <laughs> she's an Olympic gold medalist, but I'm still not going to mention <laughs> her name. Um, the thing is, is that... It's not something that's covered, and even when it is covered, people just kind of forget about it. They gloss over
0: it. Yeah, they
1: don't cover it well either,
0: and they don't cover it well. No, um, or it's just like a really, really oblique option to like even slightly explore that 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 whole sort of area of story. And it's just kind of like almost tucked away, so it's a checkbox sort of exercise. Like, oh, we mentioned a trans yeah. person. Would there you go? Yep.
2: yep. Uh, which, which is like, as someone like with me, like who wants to get into developing and writing more, like that's something that's gonna help change because there are so many stories, not not even with just trans people, like in the LGBT community in general, that need to be told because a lot of And I talk about this, so never call it any of my clients. Um, But every time that I've been well, this I'll say it was last year, most for the most part, last year, except for Princess Ness was I was asked by several different projects to audition for a trans character, and they were all written the same. Mm.
0: Uh huh. They were. Do you find that they fall into the trap? Of just making that person About being trans And and just I... fuck all else Like they have no other dimension To their character other than Hi I'm trans by the way I'm trans Oh but just so you know I'm trans And that's it Because that's what I find yes. with anything LGBT Like it's just uh, You know you, you watch it on TV If there's a gay character they have to be The flamboyantly over the top Oh my god darling sort of gay and yeah. and that's it. Like, they go out, they hook up with men, they wear a dress for no apparent reason because it's hysterical, and then that's it. And and they, they, you know they have no other interests. Uh, and, and I oh, assume yeah. it's the same sort of thing, right?
2: Oh yeah, it's the same sort of thing. And if it's not about if, if it's not if their story is not primarily about that, it's about how um, sassy they are, how uh, over mm-hmm. the top they are. How
0: How they oh, go there, girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, so it's
2: just kinda like they're and and they're usually always an older um trans individual and they're usually a little bit not you set, but they got like a stronger build to them. A, a, a lot of people will Mm-hmm. tend to, when they write them, will also follow the character example of Laverne Cox's character in Orange is the New Black. Yeah. Which there's not no, nothing wrong No, with that.
1: We just need more there, diversity there, in the type yeah, of trans characters that we have. Yeah, And I find that in some, like, indie games, they've gotten some heat for creating trans characters and not actually consulting anyone who's gone through that experience <laughs> and just <laughs> kind of... Got what they think it'd be like. Just, as somebody just like, Urban dictionary
0: it. it once and thought, <laughs> yeah, dude, basically. that's my research. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, and it's like, it's it's the reason why um for me that I've kind of opened myself up as a consultant for it because that's an issue that I see a lot. Uh, even for games that aren't out yet or don't come out, where people will talk, about, like, they're like, oh, we're just gonna... Do what we think is best, um, and I'm like, don't do that. Yeah. Um, because Wait, you're anything do but this. Wrong. Um, because like, I I had an experience recently where you, of course, will get people who full well believe that they'll know the experience better than you mm.
1: because they never going through it.
2: Yeah, as opposed <laughs> to never going through it. To which, um, that writer from that project had been fired. Um, purely on purpose of that. <laughs> um, Golly. Um, because you, you'll get people like that just because they've done a lot of research, like they've done research or they've looked it up and they're like, oh, well, I know everything there is to know about it. And it's like, mm. no, you don't. You're getting just one scope. Well, and nothing
0: nothing you know. makes up for first hand experience. Like just n- no amount of yeah. reading you can do will ever make up for first hand experience.
2: Oh yeah, and it's like there there are a ton of stories to tell, a ton of characters that you can make based off of all those experiences. And I mean, of course, it's it usually starts off with that stereotype. Yeah. And then you move into my more diverse things, and that's stuff that I want to do. But to go back to this game specifically, it's just really interesting to see where it all goes, and it it kind of touches on the sort of corruption and not some moral things that happen in the idle world, mm-hmm. um, in a way, because there there's a lot that goes on. Um, in that world, like, you're not, you're like, you're not allowed to date, you're not allowed to do this, this, or that, your life is basically owned by that company, um, right. and you're constantly, if people aren't cheering you on, you're constantly having your life threatened by mm-hmm. people who hate you, um, so it's, it's really interesting, and it's a nice little, uh, scope into that while being cute team, and unabashedly
0: anime yeah but also like actually dealing with the issues properly and oh, and, yeah. and that's just there's so much value in that there's so so much value in that because i oh, yeah, it, it, it you know even stuff like you know you got mass effects allowing you to have same-sex relationships at least in those it's a choice and it's like it's almost an aside like it, yeah. And, and it, you know, it, it doesn't matter that they happen to be gay or straight or or, or what have you. Um, like, it, it just makes no difference. Like, it's just a thing that happens. It's just a facet of, of that particular character. And while it's still not dealt with in a particularly fantastic way, in my opinion, um, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, at least it's not a sort of centre stage, you know... I, I'm going to perform an entire Broadway musical for it because that's what mm-hmm. us gays do, you know. Like it's yep. just, uh, at least it's dealt with delicately. Um, yeah, because there's nothing that annoys me more than than just th- th- one-dimensional character bec- for the sake of having that in there as an element to the storyline.
2: Oh yeah, uh, like that—that that bothers me uh, to no end too, and it's. Like I said, the reason why I open myself to consultation when it comes to it, because like there's another game done that, well, that I'm working on with my friend Morgana, that I've helped out with that a lot because I'm also voicing that character. Oddly enough, because, um, because when I went in there looking at it, like the character at first was very, very one-dimensional. It was very <laughs> like cut and paste, and I'm like. It's like can like let's not because this is getting to the point where it's starting to actually dare i say it offend me yeah um to where it's like it's like we just need more diversity when it comes to the story so it's like for characters like um potato and, and idol yes it's touched upon but they're part of the story is like them trying to be the best idol that they can be.
0: Yeah, um, that's their main f- sort of focus throughout, right?
2: Yeah. So like for this other character that I helped write in this other project, it's like they they've already transitioned. So it's more about the story of them trying to be a pro gamer and trying to I actually have to remember to talk to Aurelian about it, but about them being a streamer as well, Mm -hmm. because oddly enough, the character was written to be a pro gamer and a streamer even before doing the project. (laughs) Um, So it's just kind of like making sure, like, yes, you can touch on it, but you don't have to be heavy-handed and make it the entire thing about the character.
0: Yeah. And, And, yeah, as I say, it's a trap that you see things fall into all too often so even uh like at least with uh like you say laverne cox's character in uh orange is the new black there are multiple facets there's still quite a lot focal on uh on on being a trans character but like that you know there are other elements to her life in in there that are displayed oh, yeah. and spoken about and and put on show and yes, there is some focus on it, and yes, it becomes like a central plot point in a way at at one point. At least there, there's more explored about her character than just oh, this, yeah. this one thing, you know?
2: Oh yeah. And like that, that was pretty much not part of like the comparison I was making there. I meant oh, kinda, no, no. like the characterization anyway, with like being strong and yeah, for sure. A lot of people will will see it as like, oh, they're not allowed to show weakness because when they show weakness, they're just showing. Like it, it's there. There's a lot of that sort of like mentality that I could go into in like a mental health podcast, but I probably won't hear. Um, <laughs> it's a story it's, for another it's,
0: time.
3: It's a
2: story for another time <laughs> because it's it's a doozy. Because there's stuff that carries over from being a man to being a trans woman. It's
0: uh-huh. bleh. Um, uh, yeah, maybe, but yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe that's. Um... Maybe uh, another podcast will spring from this one, and 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 we'll we'll explore this in more depth. Perhaps right? so I'm not sure. Oh yeah, uh, but it's definitely there's definitely interest for for something like that. I think there's a, there's a, a, a lack of exploring those sort of themes well uh, in mm-hmm. or, or in any place. So yeah, there's definitely something also lack to of.
2: Options to do that sort of stuff in character creation, and also a lack of character creation on the past little bit.
0: Um, Very true. Um, but let's um, let's move on to like the, the the big juicy topic that we've come here to discuss today, um, and that I'm is, jumping
2: for joy on this one.
0: Uh, well, no, we, we're gonna like I was gonna mention uh, the Ma- Magic Art game, but we're run- we're running quite um, quite heavy on time. But seriously, go, go, Magikarp Jump, go and download it. It's like the most adorable fucking game ever. It but, really is. But let's um, let let's jump into the, the real sort of juicy topic that we've we've brought uh, to the table this week. And it's about indie games and their developers and their relationships with content creators and how they get the word out about what they do. Um, where do they really go from here? Because I feel like we've kind of reached a point with the indie scene where there's a very very high saturation point there's a lot more developers than there used to be uh, being able to put out their games in a lot more different ways on a lot more platforms which is fantastic but it unfortunately has the side effect of a lot of games get lost by the wayside a lot of games don't Mm. see the success that you really think that they should and unfortunately i think a lot of indie uh, developers because they're a very very small team or or even potentially an individual they're fantastic at creating games but they perhaps have no experience of marketing their game for, for contacting content creators or even knowing to contact content creators or how to go about doing that which one should they target and who what when where so like what What do you think is a solution to this because Indies don't have money, so odds are they're not really going to be in too strong a position to go to a publishing house and just say, "Hey, we mm-hmm. gonna draw this game out and take this on to take this on board so what what, what do you guys envision them doing with this?
1: So I feel like a lot of indie developers start developing a game and feel that the only thing they have to do is create a good game. Which isn't the way things work because of oversaturation. You have to take on other roles. You have to market your game. You have to go to events and show your game off to people and get feedback. There's so many other aspects to making an indie game. Um, there are plenty of resources out there. There's plenty of um, lists of like content creators that have um, an average amount of views and subs that you can go and contact directly through email or through whatever social media they use. There's resources that help you create just stunning emails that include pictures to your game and everything you need. There are guides that show what you need to include. There's press kit, which you can easily just lay out all of your information to then send it to people who would be interested in covering your game. Um, It does seem overwhelming, the amount of stuff you have to do to market Mm -hmm. your game but it's something that just needs to be tackled slowly it needs to be researched and the time has to be put in it or your game will just get lost and it's insane that i spoke to a developer recently and she was very convinced that i could just find her game like that i as a content creator would just find her game and i was like i don't think you get it there's like what 70 games just published on Steam per week or something, or per day even, it's yeah. it's very unlikely that someone will just stumble upon your game. It does happen, and those people are very lucky. But a lot of times, you have to be the proactive one.
2: It's, oh yeah, you like, done. you absolutely need to hmm. be proactive when it comes to m- marketing in general. Um, hmm. Because media saturation is, it happens like you will get lost if you don't promote yourself if you don't market yourself and i i i feel like a lot of these like indie devs have the uh, the benefit of platforms like Keymailer and Terminal's now mm-hmm. to where a lot of that can be mitigated uh, with that with a sort of hands off
0: but, but then sort of, even sort of something approach. like Keymailer um, if you go, if I were to go on Keymailer right now, for games released today, there'll probably be 15, Tons. 20 yeah. on there, at least. Yeah. Uh, maybe more, uh, pay, you know, if it's on like a, a busy release day. Um, I, I, I quite often have a flick through Keymailer to see what's out there, but I there's not enough hours in the day for me to click into each and every single one of those and give it a proper look from, you know, your thumbnail being interesting enough to make me want to have a look at it in the first place. I just, um, yep. I, I, I don't have the time. Like, I think that perhaps there's an underestimation uh, from, from some folks of just how much work goes into being a, a, a content creator. You know, it's... it's uh, the visible side is the... five, six, eight, However many hours a day that you're streaming. But they never see the social media... The research... The networking... The additional mm-hmm. bits and bobs... Researching new games to... Pick up and play and... Replying to the emails from all of these... PR companies and whatever. Like I probably get... Um, between 30 and 50 emails a day. Just... Yeah, oh, yeah foisting different press releases and whatever else at me and it takes long enough mm-hmm. to muddle through all of those um let alone I have
1: 50, I have 57 unread emails in my inbox currently right now it's just there you always go he's like this
2: say hello to 2069 <laughs> yeah like, it's like that's it's like a lot of people underestimate that and then they they also under like also for me to underestimate the uh, duality of being someone who also works in the industry. Um so it's just like they they can't rightfully expect uh content creators to just stumble upon a video game mm-hmm. uh because of how much work we do and how much we're already playing. Yeah. Because Why on top of that, it's like yeah.
1: Why wouldn't you just take the people that are being proactive and emailing you and following up and you know (laughs) contacting you it just has to be done
0: so so who who would you guys say that you've experienced or interacted with do that well like who, who even though they're you know a small size indie company they probably barely have enough time to cover the patching that they need to do to get the game out the door in the first place but still manage to kind of build and keep those relationships. Like, have you experienced any of late that really managed that oh. well?
1: Um, I think the developers of snake pass. Yeah. Are quite, quite proactive proud. in going to an event and then handing out and receiving business cards and giving you their time to speak to people who come as press one-on-one. Cause I've met them at a couple of different events. And they remembered me and saw me standing by their stage and was like, oh, how are you getting on? Like, uh, we've done this new feature and that's what we've worked on from that last event that you were at. And those little interactions, especially interactions face to face, Mm -hmm. they're so meaningful. And it's such a great way to build connections. And I think it's sometimes underestimated. And I understand that events, they're a big thing and they do cost money. But there are plenty of aspects or plenty of areas and events that are free or that you can get into for much cheaper than having a booth. And that's something that you definitely should look into and go to and then follow up the business cards you get well, which is another thing. They've emailed me and, you know, it's not just like um, a generic uh, press email, though I have gotten some because I did sign up to the newsletter they've sent me specific emails that are like hey, just thought you'd be interested these are some new bullet points we've done and the games mm. coming out on the Switch soon and it's just yeah. um, a good way of keeping, they do a good job of keeping connections
0: and, and thinking about it like one of the things that I have really noticed, and it, I guess it's been more of late than anything people fucking suck at following up on business cards and emails mm. Like, and that's been more recently, that's been the past Six months to a year the amount of emails like I'll receive a press release or an email from someone saying hey our game is coming out in blah 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 day and it has these features and here's a trailer and here's a press key email me for a review key and I email them and uh-huh. say hey look and I don't just go yes gift key I'll send mm. it, and I'll go, you know what? This looks really good. You've got some cool features here. This thing looks really fun, and I think I could you know, show this to some people, and I'll do a review, and blah, blah, blah. And then you hear nothing, and you think, well, yep. what the fuck is... Like, I understand you guys are busy, but I've given if you're you my promoting time. your game, then Damn. surely this has value to you. And if you sent mm. me the email in the first place, then surely you have an interest in doing so. Otherwise what are we doing here (laughs) (laughs) yeah
2: (laughs) it's i i I always find that really interesting because (laughs) i i just think there there are times where people are just so overwhelmed and I, i i guess this is coming from me as well just being um just doing what i do that there are just times where you're just almost too overwhelmed to respond yeah which is a shame because that is a can can be and will be a huge detriment to you uh, when you're trying to build a business relationship. Um, but sometimes that happens. Sometimes they miss your email. I know I do that. Um, and it's just like there there's so much that goes into it, but it it's been happening so much more recently mm. uh, to where it can cause. Anxiety on the uh, content creator, or can happen on the other side too. It's like, oh, well, what are we doing here? Oh no, they hate me. It's pretty real.
1: Especially um, if they give you like a release date, because there was one person recently that said my my game's released on the eighteenth or whatever, and I said, okay, I can make a game, I can make a video for release date if you just get the Steam key back to me. And they were like, yeah, yeah, no problem. And then the 18th came and went, and I had that day scheduled to do their video. Like, that's the day I wanted to release it. And they got back to me a little bit after the release date. It was like, oh, sorry. But just that miss, now I don't have time. I don't have it in my schedule anymore. And it's just a lost opportunity.
0: And the thing is, you know yourself that, like, now that the the release date's come and gone, Mm. everyone else is probably already at the gate with that content. It's probably not worth you making that content anymore. Nope. There's probably yeah. not gonna be much in the way of traffic coming from it, so
2: yeah. Why? I mean, it's uh, you know, yeah. It, it's pretty much just like it, it. It would be like say IGN or GameSpot getting their review code late for Destiny Two, and it's like mm-hmm. a court. Like maybe they'll still do it, but there will be a hesitation there because it's not gonna be as profitable because. Mm other outlets are already of hosted uh, walkthroughs for the entire yeah. game. Um, so it's just kind of like they, they need to handle that sort of interaction with content creators almost the same way they do reviewers. Because if you miss that ship, that ship's gonna sail and those content creators aren't gonna wanna make it unless they're yeah. invested.
0: It's gone. Um, like, it's fully gone. Like there is no longer any point in that content going out. Yeah, but like,
2: mm. oh man, I, I I know for for me personally, like developers that have always been really good about it. Uh, Concerned Ape, as busy as they are. Oh yes. Um, uh, the, the folks at Chucklefish are mm. are usually really good about it. Team Cherry, um, the folks that do Battleship Brigade are. Oh, yeah really good these are people that no matter what event I go to one of them will see me in the crowd and come over and hug me because they are one of the sweetest I just love the concept of their game it's just like it's anime master chef I mean come on now
0: what's not to like
2: yeah yeah
0: um, i tell you who was uh, was really good and I, I just loved the way to handle it and admittedly they went through uh, Reverb as a PR company for it uh, but uh, Madfellows who made Aero um, right, so yeah. they they tasked a, a few streamers to actually basically become the trailer for their game so they, they, they arranged some, some promo spots for that content and the streamer plays the game and has the the developer is there in chat, interacting with uh, the, all of the viewers in there who are, you know, try well, you know, hopefully being convinced to pick up the game. And um, you know, they they're then sort of compiled into like a, a best of video, and that's marketing material for them as well. Yeah, and all that takes is a game key and the offer of a little promotion through various different channels. Admittedly, you know, Reverb's got more clout than an individual indie developer. But if an indie developer says, "Hey, look, I can, I'll send my following across to you as much as I can through Twitter, Facebook, whatever, word of mouth," um, give you a game key, and then we'll take your content, make sure it links back to you, and use you as promotional material. What's not to love? Yeah, uh, exactly. And like, it's a
1: mutually it... beneficial relationship. Yeah, absolutely. exactly.
2: And like it, it goes back to, yeah. I actually just remembered I had a similar conversation with a, a, a another indie dev, u uh, U seven committee uh, mm-hmm. for their game Minotaur about this, where having a, a trailer, having a um, a video of content creators, people like. And people who would obviously play your game having first experiences with the game is probably the best thing you could ever do for a trailer, yeah. in my mind, aside from gameplay. Yeah. It's um, genuine. It's one of the, yeah, it's genuine. It's one of the reasons why I feel Outlast and Alien Isolation did so well. Mm-hmm. Um uh was because they had videos of that. Um but, you
0: know, Alien Isolation, they did like kind of the like the old school things that they used to do for like movie promotions where they'd sort of capture yeah. people just coming out of it and going so what did you think oh, how scared are you how much shit is in your pants you know like, <laughs> like and and that's brilliant like it, it just really captures something
2: yeah and a, a lot of people um, like well a lot of developers any dev- devs especially miss out on that sort of marketability of the first-hand experience is mm-hmm. how i'm going to coin that phrase um because like if people like it, it, it's kind of, like it's it's almost like a psychology thing if people see a trailer where they're seeing someone watch a movie they're scared they're going to want to go see it because they're going to see if they if they're going to have that same elicited response so if people are seeing people enjoying a game being scared by it or enjoying it they're going to want to give it a shot too and yeah
0: they can see the experience that they could potentially receive and it's a, an enviable and, and an appreciable experience that they're going to attempt to replicate. Yeah. Like that, well, perfect. <laughs> that's exactly that's marketing. That you is selling them the dream, right? That that's that you know, if you ever do sales or marketing or anything like that, that's the, the the base element of it is sell the dream, not the not what the product is, but sell the mm-hmm. the dream of what you can do with that product. And that's exactly it. You, this is the experience that you can attain by by playing this game. So, um, yeah. so yeah, I think. Uh, like, so, so how do you think that, that indies can can really do that in a realistic way, though? Because you know, again, you know, with the saturation that's there, and there's a lack of experience. For, for a lot of folks and a lack of even just skill sets not everyone is made out to be a great promo person the same oh, way yeah. I'm not made out to be a developer I, if you put me in front of code I'll tell you to fuck off I can't stand <laughs> coding I cannot stand coding at all like, code I'd makes never me
2: do upset <laughs> i'm sorry but like i'm not it's spending
0: three days trying to find a missed semicolon. it's not happening i i've <laughs> no, seen a swan dive off the roof like just no don't do it to me but like I, I feel that i can promote a game pretty well because i know how to sell and it's basically selling like that that's all that is really you're selling a, a premise rather than a, a product directly at that stage but it's still sales um but like so you know lacking Lacking that, um, that, that, those skill sets, and you know, resources like like Evolve PR, who who are fantastic, they they, they are quite picky with what they take on, and they're also a limited resource. Oh yeah, uh, yeah you yeah. know, there's only so many games that they can cover, and of certain size and whatever else. Like what? How? You know, if there was if there was one thing that you could turn around to an indie and say, look, if nothing else, do this. Like what what would you guys say to them? Oh man.
1: Nothing else do this. That's a loaded question.
0: Apparently so. Yeah. I, I wasn't I aware mean... as it fell out of my mouth, but <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yeah, I mean like there's so many things.
1: That, um um yeah. use Twitter to promote your game in specific Twitter communities that would be interested in it using gifs. So that's yes. a very detailed answer. Throw some gifs but... in
0: there. Get that one make of the woman with the horse game. head on doing the thumbs up. Just bang that in yeah. on every tweet. Winner.
1: <laughs> well, make some it's gifts like... of your game and uh, see what hashtags are usable for your game. Mm-hmm. Join some communities because there's like communities around hashtags like indie dev hours, a load of like um, indies who just kind of share little gifts of their work in progress and whatnot. So become a yeah. part of that. Actively be a part of communities that might enjoy your game.
2: Yeah, like, get involved in those communities. Like, this was where I was going because I was also talking about it with my friend Morgana who keeps telling me to go to sleep every night and won't (laughs) let me go outside my door. Um, Where um, it's like interact with these communities, like be it on Twitter, be it on Reddit. Let -hmm. me tell you that the visual novel community has a extremely, extremely dedicated Reddit forum um for this sort of stuff and it's a good way to get the word out uh that you have a project going on Mm -hmm. and it's i guess like do your like just con like contact content creators be there in chat and Mm -hmm. like i i guess like it's just for me just like get that Get that first-hand experience. Get people talking because word of mouth is extremely mm. powerful. Mm. And it's like, it's like, I I don't know what it like, and I it it is a really big thing for me. Is when I'm playing a game and when a developer is there, yeah, or That's someone from the team. They they don't even have to be on the writing side of it. They could be on the VO side of it. They could be, um, the fucking from secretary, from secretary facet- that
0: works on the front desk for all it matters. Yes. passionate to it.
1: about that project. Yeah,
2: the, the janitor of Square Enix could be there. And I would be
0: there. <laughs> oh, Jim, I know him well. Um, yeah, yeah. So Jim, yeah. Um, Pops in my um, stream all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: So it's just like... It's like following the... Um, that sort of example of just being there because it shows that you care. Like, it shows that you mm. care about your product and about your audience. Um, and yeah, like, what goes Kitten said battle chef brigade posts she- like gifts of their development all the time mm-hmm. and they're constant they're involved hell like even some of square enix's folks are involved in twitch communities yeah um, for sure very uh, much and so. our
0: streamers in their own rights as well uh yeah, for, um, for
2: sure. eric i believe is one of yeah, them um, uh cat as cell. well
0: uh she's like Kat, yeah western community manager i think um or us and uk at least anyway um like she streams quite a bit and she's like you know she she is actually a a genuine streamer like she's not just doing a stream because it's part of her role or anything like she she just streams on her own time um yeah
2: and like like yeah they square enix has been amazing with their marketing in the past two years
0: better than I mean, their marketing Some for Final the, Fantasy XV yeah. was very good. It's just a shame that the game didn't live up to that. But, yeah. um, um, but, but I, I think then the... they got their
2: they, they got their whole thing with like the WWE that that one time. Yeah, I believe. Uh, so um, it, it's like they 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 know. Yeah,
0: yeah, they 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 definitely got a f- their finger more on the pulse now than they than they had previously. But I think the thing that I would tell. Uh, indie devs to do is take a week. Take a week to learn Twitch. Go hang yeah. out in like just fucking RNG the channels. Look for the games that you that are similar or in the same sort of area as your title and hang out in a few of those channels and slowly start to speak here and there and interject where you can. Don't sit there just going, Oh, by the way, I'll make a game that's really similar to this. Check it out. Like, link, if that, link, link, post. Yeah, like, um, but like, you know, sit, sit in their channel, talk to those people. If it seems appropriate, drop a message to that streamer to see if they're interested in playing your title because it's very similar to the one that they were playing that day. But learn how Twitch works. Learn how those communities work. And it it's a week of dev time that you've lost. But it's, it's, it's,
1: it should be part of dev time, though. It's part yeah. of it you should, making a game. It's, it's community building. It dev. should be considered part of it. Like that's, yeah. that's,
0: that's pretty it's, much what it falls into. Yeah. And it's
2: literally community building.
0: Yeah, and if you if you spend that time, you'll know what you're doing when it comes to the point when you start promoting your game properly. Uh, well, well, you know, at release rather. Um, you'll, yeah. you'll have more of an idea of who will be the most effectual people to reach out to, uh, in what areas to reach out to in order to promote your game. Like, I say Twitch as the example because I think that's very difficult to do on YouTube, like as in the video side of YouTube, rather than like I, I don't know yeah. much at all about the live stream side of it, and I think it's crap. But like I, um, a lot,
2: a lot of people don't know much about it. Even a lot of YouTubers are that, that I know personally um since i i know a lot of the folks who are under the federator fre- network uh-huh um they just don't know how to approach it and a lot of them hell, even folks like team four star just stream on twitch because yeah. they just
0: don't get the, the it. it's viability just a, in youtube streaming it's just a mess as well it's just weird but like um so i use twitch as example there because i think it's a bit of an ask. It's an ask for me to go un- to jump in and understand that, and I've been doing that kind of stuff for quite some time. Uh, let alone anyone else, you know. Like it's very hard to get noticed in a comment section as opposed to a live mm. chat. Um, so, you know, that time you take to learn about where your game's going to be marketed the strongest, because as much as people kind of debate around it live streaming and and video creation is the probably the strongest form of marketing it's the most direct form of marketing and it's also one of the most powerful forms of marketing available at the moment because it's 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 completely uh two directional like as much as i'm going hey this game's great you should buy it person in chat a is also going well what are the Long swords like, and I can go well. The long swords are like this, and that's another reason you should buy this game. And yeah. you know that 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 level of power and the level of trust that you can leverage f- but, uh, through that relationship as well. You know, there are people that that read our reviews on our site because they trust our tr- transparency, but that comes across more when you're live because it's so hard to hide being fake. I, you know, like oh, yeah. if I'm streaming for eight hours. Is there any real way that I can keep going? Haha, this game's so good, whilst you're dying on the inside. There, there's just <laughs> no way.
2: There, yeah, there's no up. way. You're like, it's not something you can edit out, and it's like, I like, I someone who used to do YouTube previously, and like, Jupiter here, you you would know as well that it's hard to do that. Yeah. And YouTube is also a platform where it's hard for people to to find you and. Most Mm. of the time, people are going to be wanting to find live gameplay anyway, so it's kind of like most of the people who are going to be coming to watch are going to be coming to watch um, for you and your personality, um, Mm. the sort of content you make, as opposed to looking for new gameplay, because most of the time the new gameplay is going to be higher in the search results, and it's just kind of like... YouTube's yep. formula is a little more difficult to work with. Yeah, I, I would um, say so. It can, it's beneficial. It's, it's still yeah, beneficial. for but. sure,
0: but it's, it's, it's a tough nut to crack. Um, absolutely. Well, I mean, hopefully, you know, that's an idea. If uh, any indies stumble into this podcast, in, through any of the methods that would be going up, but I think that's well. I was I was going to say that's about all ti- all all we have time for this week. But that about all we have time for this week was about a half an hour ago. So mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> as we as we do our tr- new tradition of running fantastically over. Uh, so mm-hmm. all that really remains is titling the episode. Um, what made this episode of the podcast six out of ten? And I think. Hmm. It's probably going to be the lack of tiny pixels, really, isn't it? Six out of ten, not enough tiny pixels. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah. I know. It's it. We're pipless right now. I we
1: know. are pipless. And I mean, she was the only reason I was coming on anyway.
0: Well, I see how it is. <laughs> right. Well, pff.
1: I'll just
0: leave now, shall I? I see. How it is. Yeah, well, well
1: yeah. been here long uh, enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's true enough. Six out of ten <laughs> best segues. And the segways are strong because I didn't have a pip restraining me from continuing <laughs> to make horrific segways the entire way through this time. But I think uh, I think six out of ten, not enough pip. Uh, we'll, we'll probably we'll probably do as a uh, a title for, for this oh, yeah. week. Um, and then pip...
2: next week will be six out of ten, too much pip.
0: Yep. <laughs> um And then just uh, six out of ten, just right. And then Goldilocks is eaten by the bears. Uh, for the <laughs> following week uh, <laughs> but all that really remains um, is for me to thank massively Jupiter and Penny for coming along and just being fantastic and having some really really solid opinions to put across um, you can find them under the Twitter names that they've got under their name at the moment, under their name under their face uh, is is more under my face. I'm gonna yes. chomp
3: it.
0: <laughs> Don't eat your name, God. Do you know how long it took me for me to, for me to prepare those? Um, and uh, their their names are gonna be like on the
2: haggis. I like it.
0: <laughs> and uh, their their information will be at the end of the, the podcast on on the splash screen, and we're gonna be linking them below any of the VOD material as well. So. Thank you very much for coming along uh, this week, guys. And uh, we will see you guys next week with hopefully at least 100% more pip. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I would you... hope. Well, you'd hope so. But yeah, thank you very much, guys. And uh, yeah, catch you next week. Have a good one, folks. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye.
0: Bye.